just to get me relaxed. And Pastor is probably grimacing right now going, what's he going to say? But <laughs> uh, it's the story of, before we get into the message, uh, the story of the quick thinker. About how this fella had, uh, he had moved, he had lived in, I'll use these cities. So if anybody's from these cities, I'm not, don't take it personal. But anyway, this uh, fella had lived in Detroit for a long time. He was uh, just over 20 years old and he worked for a grocery chain and he was a pretty sharp fella so they moved him to the bigger uh, store in uh, Indianapolis and uh, he was doing well. It was a smaller store and uh, so anyway there was an ad in the uh, paper and this older man comes in and when the older man comes in he's kind of eccentric and there was an ad in the newspaper that said a head of cabbage for a dollar. This young man meets this eccentric man, this, uh, this guy worked in the produce department, and he says, Sonny, he goes, I would like to buy a half a head of cabbage for 50 cents. The, the guy kind of, the young man goes, oh, my word. I got a guy on my hands here. So he says, let me go talk to the manager. So he's walking around down through the aisle looking for the manager. He finally sees the manager, not realizing that the man had followed him. Okay, so he goes up to the manager and goes, hey, I, I got some nut over here who wants to buy a half a head of cabbage for 50 cents. He goes, oh, and this gentleman would like to buy the other half. <laughs> so the, uh, the manager said, that was quick thinking. That is so quick. That, I mean, that's the kind of people we're looking for. I think we're going to move you back to the big store in Detroit. And he goes, he goes I've been dating for a while, and... Um, I went on a couple of dates with some ladies in, in Detroit after church. And uh, he goes, <laughs> uh, he said, really, the only thing that comes out of Detroit are basketball players and kind of mean women. And uh, the manager goes, I'll have you know my wife is from Detroit. He goes, what team she play for? <laughs> so... Uh, this is, this. I'll title this, The Right Thinking. Uh, I, I can't remember if Pastor preached this, but I had notes in my Bible in Philippians. Uh, we'll be in uh, chapter 4, verses 6 through 8 when I start. Uh, but I call it The Right Thinking. I think the whoever preached it, when I took my notes, I wish I'd have wrote down who, who preached it. Because uh, I can't remember where it was at. It's been a while back. But um, I think they called it stinking thinking. Uh, so I don't know if that sounds familiar, but... Anyway, um, let's stand as we read verses um, 6 through 8, chapter 4, Philippians. Uh, I'm sorry, 6 through 8. 6 through 9. Okay, here we go. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which patheth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both heard, learned, and received and heard and seen of me in me do and the God of peace shall be with you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we 
open your word here, Lord God. I pray that you would uh, help me to speak, Lord. Hide me behind your cross, Lord. Uh, as you know, this is not my natural, natural position, Lord God, or uh, thing to do. But, Lord, I pray that you give me utterance of a speech, and I pray that you'd help your people. This sure helped me, Lord, going over these notes, and uh, there's no coincidence these notes were appeared in my Bible, Lord. You made sure that they were there for this time. I ask all this in Jesus' name. You can be seated. I think one of the toughest things for a Christian, uh, not the toughest thing, but one of the toughest things I think for a Christian is what goes on in our minds, sure. our thinking. There's a battle in our minds constantly. Uh, when you're, whether you're at work or, or at play, uh, somebody upsets you or whatever, we have knee-jerk reactions and sometimes the thoughts go through our hearts and sometimes, as Brother Dave McCracken, I just came to my mind, they're called zingers. You, say, you ever have a zinger go through your mind, something you're not supposed to say or something you shouldn't be thinking? You don't even say it. But Jesus talks about some of the things that you think are still sin. Um, so our thinking is a, is, uh, our, our mind is one of the toughest challenges we have. But if you notice in the verse, in verse Eight, where it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. We'll start there, true. Well, this is true. Amen. This is the truth. Yes. And I have just a limited amount of time, so I'm, trying, I'm not going to go into, into detail. But this is true. And, I, and I, when I come to church, I want to hear the truth. I don't want to hear a watered-down version of, of something or just somebody's opinion. And we get that here at our church. We're very fortunate to have... Uh, not just because he's here, and I don't want to use flattery, but that we have the pastor that we have. Um, we are blessed. Uh, I think you would all agree. And I think that if you all knew that I was preaching tonight, we might not have this big a crowd. But uh, uh, then it says, whatsoever things are honest. Well, that's simple. That's, that's, uh, this is anything deep. Don't lie. Don't be deceitful. Uh, you know, uh, you've got to be, have the right thinking. And I'm going to get to the answer or where you, how you can get to the right thinking. It's, it's different when you get somebody gets up and preaches on something, but then they don't give you the remedy. There's a remedy to have the right thinking. Now, is it going to make it um, 100% go away, some of the zingers? Nobody can sure help, I hope, when I get done here. Then the word just, he says there, it says, whatsoever things are just. Well, that would be when something happens that is either aggravating or whatever the situation is, instead of a knee-jerk reaction, take the right course of action. You know what I mean? Take the, do what's right, even if it doesn't feel good. Uh, sometimes doing the right thing doesn't always feel good. Uh, I can tell you that. I, um, I, I don't have time to tell that story. <laughs> uh, then it says, uh, talks about pure. Pure. I, uh, read different definitions from people, but just moral cleanness, a moral compass, um, especially for the young teens, pure. Uh, wait till you get married, you know, uh, for, for things uh, that, that come natural. Just purity. Then lovely. I would, I would categorize, that, categorize, that, categorize that as acceptance or pleasing, uh, the Bible, I mean, it's a lovely book. Uh, but Paul is telling people to remember these things, to remember them, think about them, 
Be on, the, on your mind. I know my biggest battle is with my mind. It's the way I think. And I always, uh, I wish I remember the, the, I memorized the scripture, but, you know, the Bible talks about out of the, whatever comes from the heart, you know, the mouth, you say it, and, and that means it came from here. Well, you got to get your thinking right, then that way we won't say those things. And uh, so I think lovely is more acceptable, uh, you're more approachable. Rapport, be well, spoke, be well spoken, I mean, of, be well spoken of. If somebody talks about you and they say, hey, I know so-and-so, they go to Lighthouse Baptist Church or whatever, I, I hope that they, you, your behavior reflects your, um, the way you behave, the way you behave that people accept, they see you and they go, you know what, that guy, that lady, they, they've got something special. They, I don't hear them cussing. I don't hear them listen to dirty jokes. I don't, I don't uh, it's just a good report about each, each one of us should have a good report uh, from people around us. Now, sometimes they don't like us. I, I mean, we've all experienced that, haven't we? We've experienced where people say things and do things and, and then uh, uh, our behavior speaks well, but it doesn't, when, you, when, when we do behave and take in this scenario here, this report, when we do, be, our behavior should be not of, I'm better than you. Does that make sense? Uh, I don't, it doesn't need to be, hey, uh, I'm not going to participate because I'm a Christian and I, don't, I just don't do those kind of things. It doesn't have to be that um, um, Hard. Although there are some people, you just have to finally tell them to get off the bus sometimes. But, uh, but uh, you know, the, uh, so that's report. Virtue, that's just your strength of character. You need to have good strength, character. Uh, the people, when they talk about uh, each one of you or they talk about this church, that we make sure that we keep this, uh, keep it spotless as we can. So, if you want to, if we got, I think we got time. Let's turn over to Matthew 22. Turn over to Matthew 22. And I always like to give people time. I've, I don't know if you've been to places. I talk, I've talked, said this before. You've been to places and you've heard the preachers say, turn to this chapter, and he starts reading, and we're not near there yet. Especially for us new Christians. I remember being a new Christian, and I mean, I've got, I've got the cheater tabs. I, I still got them. Uh, because I couldn't, I'd, the preacher would start preaching, and I'd look at Linda, and I'd say, where are we at? You know, and so, anyway, I hope everybody's there by now. So, but Matthew chapter, chapter 22, verses 37 and 38. Now, what has just happened is the disciples have just asked, which of the commandments is the greatest? That's the first thing he asked. Which one's the greatest? It's important to remember that. 37, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart and all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. So it's important that Jesus wants us to love us with all our mind. Correct? I mean, that's what the Bible says. Jesus said unto them to love with all your heart and mind and soul. And then in Philippians 2, if you're still in Philippians, if you haven't lost your place there, Philippians, I can just quote it more than I can. But chapter 2, verse 5, I believe it is. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Let me say that without stuttering. 
Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I, as I was studying, I, I have the, a little app on my phone that you can find how many times that word is used in the Bible. And mind or minds or thinking, well, just minds alone is 58 times in the New Testament. So I don't know how many there are in the, in the Old Testament, but so that must be important or God wouldn't repeat it several times. So these are four things that came to my mind. Um, the way I behave will be directly affected by the way I think. They're directly related. And I don't think I need to do really an illustration of that, but you, you can tell. Can't you, can't you tell when you're deal, dealing with a scoundrel? You know, it's a, it should be the same way with us. We should, we should be thinking about, hey, uh, when, when uh, people meet us, that they're thinking of us in the right perspective. Number two, my thinking is directly coming or is going to come from what I program in my mind. Coming to church Sunday morning for Sunday school, Sunday 11 o'clock, Sunday night, Wednesday night, reading your Bible at home, praying. But taking time to read your Bible, that's programming your mind. This will help, this will help you. This book has all the answers, and I don't know where they're all at, but I'll try to find them. And I think if you really want to try to find the answer, you will find it in the Word of God. So as I said, number one, the way I behave will directly affect my thinking. My thinking is directly coming or will come from what I program in my mind. Uh, I had a, I remember when I first got saved, um, I don't want to say first got saved, but in, in when I was, I'm still a baby Christian. I've only been saved 21 years. So I can still consider myself a baby Christian, constantly learning. But I remember um, one of my friends, or maybe when I, I don't remember, but they said, you're brainwashed. I said, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. This washed my brain. Right? I hope this, I am brainwashed with the Word of God. So I hope I am. Number three, we can choose what we program in our minds for the most part. We, we can. Now, we're in the world, and so we hear a lot of things that, uh, that, that the world can draw us. I don't, matter, I don't care how loyal you are to church, how much you pray, you're in the world more than you are in this building, right? So you can be drawn to that crowd, to want to fit into that crowd. I know as a teenager, I wanted to fit in with the, the crowd. We actually took a... Um, one of our psychology classes, uh, to prove how this is easy to happen, we, our psychology class, any, anybody that played on the basketball team uh, wore a pink uh, diaper pen on their shirt if you were on the basketball team. It was to prove a point. Before it was over, that was the end thing. Wearing that little pink, if you were on the basketball team, you know, back then those days, this now you can shoot a cannon through the gym and not hit anybody because people don't go to the gym, go to the games as much as they used to. But um, so the world can draw us in. Those little, little things like that, you want to fit in. Uh, and I know as a teenager, I wanted to fit in. 
uh, with the crowd. I was not um, the greatest student in the world. I was a C student at best. Um, and uh, I think I should have stayed. I, it was, I should have studied harder. If we do focus on the right things, then the world's thinking, if we don't focus on the right things, then the world's going to let us focus on the wrong things. And the devil can take a foothold there. He can take a foothold. I wrote some verses down here, and then I'll conclude, because I'm trying to stay right on time. But uh, Paul, in Romans, and I'm, you don't have to turn there, we don't have time to do that, but in Romans 7.25, if you write these things down, it says, I thank God through Christ Jesus, through, uh, through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the, fle- but with the flesh, the law of sin. He's saying, hey, I need to ha- try to have the mind of the, of the Lord when I'm out and about. I, we should always have that thinking. What would somebody, I think there's a show out called What Would Jesus Do or something like that. I, is that right? I, I, I think, we, did we watch that? I can't remember. Anyway, we, uh, it's, that was their kind of slogan through the movie. What would Jesus do each scene or so forth. In Romans 8, 6, this, is the, this could be the wrong kind of thinking. Because there is right thinking, but there is wrong thinking. Would you agree? There, there's, there's, there's both sides of that coin. In Romans 8, 6, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you're spiritually minded, one commentator said Philippians is one of the uh, most peace of, uh, peaceable books or uh, epistles that Paul wrote, uh, as, 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 as he put it. Carnal minds in Acts 14.2. But the, this is what happens when you're around the wrong crowd. This, is, this really stood out to me. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles, us, and made their minds evil, affected against the brethren. So the wrong crowd can make you even, even go against your brethren, your church family. Another battle, Romans 7.23. But I see another law in my members. This is Paul speaking. Warring against the law of my mind. In other words, he knows what's right. There's a constant battle against the law of my mind. What's supposed to happen? And bring me into captivity, the law of sin, which is in my members. We're all born sinners. We all have zingers. And I just, this is what, this is not what I plan to even speak about. I had, when Pastor had asked me, I already had one down that I thought, you know, not I mean, two or three months ago, four months ago, I thought, you know, if I ever had a chance to pre- preach this out of Colossians, that's what I would preach. Boy, if I ever had a chance to preach that, not thinking that he was going to ask me, I thought, I'm ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> or at least God wasn't ready for me to, to talk about it anyway or to preach it. But I will tell you, here's the remedy. If you turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. This is the remedy. It's a familiar, familiar passage. Um, there's a lot of junk in our brains. A lot of stinking thinking, as, as I remember the, the way it went. We have a lot of that in our minds. But how do we, how do we keep it out? How do we keep from going there? 
because it is sometimes easier to go that route of just going with the crowd. But how do we do that? Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world. Amen? But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The renewing of your mind. Well, how do you do that? This is the remedy. You read your Bible. So you're, you're putting, I don't know how to, I picture if you're putting good things in, it's pushing the garbage out. I know that at work, where I work anyway, I, I can get frustrated many times in a day. Uh, I've got a coworker here who could probably agree. There are many times you can get frustrated in one day, many, many times. But what I do, me personally, what I do now, <laughs> uh, I used to have a knee-jerk reaction, which I think a lot of us did, would say something that shouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be Christ-honoring. I have these little AirPods that the kids have now, little white ones, the wireless ones, you know. And I put them in my ear, and I turn the app on in my Bible, and it's, it's uh, Alexander Scorby, or I don't remember, Scorby is his last name. And I just, I don't care where it's at, where he's at. I just start listening to him, and I just walk the lot, even when it's cold. <laughs> I walk the lot because I've got, I, I dress with five layers of shirts, you know, sometimes three layers of pants, so I can beat the young guys out out the lot. When a customer comes on the lot, this young guy's got their coats on, they're heading out there. I just walk out the door without a jacket because I want to be the first one out there. But um, so I guess what I'm saying is, is I just go out for me personally, listen to the Word of God because we're not allowed to have our Bibles out on our desks. I got mine in my drawer. So when I open my drawer to get where it's setting, when I open my drawer, there are some folks that see it. I've got it there on purpose. Then if they bring it up, and it becomes a discussion, a little bit different story. Now we can talk about it. But if I brought it up, you can get in some serious trouble. Isn't that a shame? They can read Sports Illustrated right there at their desk. They can read, they can watch their phones, watch videos, watch, I, we had one fellow that used to work at where I worked that watched a two-hour Netflix movie sometimes at work, getting paid to do that. So I guess... The way to land this plane is, let's not have stinking thinking. Let's not have stinking thinking. So let's go ahead and head a word of prayer and I'll close. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word and that you give so much emphasis on our thinking and our minds and how we should behave. And Lord, I pray that it was a help to people. It sure was a help to me, uh, which is the reason why I think you had me teach it. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen.